This episode brought to you by the phrase GLU. What? Girls Like Us. New phrase. Love it. Hi, everyone. This is Aubrey. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the first episode of the LBR Club, or a podcast where we reread the click books as adults and make fun of our middle school selves. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit uh, for our first episode about why we're doing this, uh, which is because we are losers with no lives, and also because it's quarantine and we're all losers with no lives. Back in the uh, heyday of middle school, we both became best friends, and we also read The Click, which is a series by Lisey Harrison. It's full of petty drama, high fashion, circa the early 2000s. Uh, we were pretty obsessed to the point where we actually assigned ourselves click characters. So now we're rereading it, as we said, and we're presenting our thoughts for your quarantine amusement. So before we jump into our synopsis of the first book, we wanted to give you a little bit of an overview on our thoughts regarding the series. So Sarah, I'm going to let you start. Yeah, so I think, you know, one thing is we definitely, you know, even at the time we thought it was a little over the top. There's a lot of drama. Uh, there's really high emphasis on fashion, designers, labeled brands. Um, but I think even with all that, it gave us, you know, a lot of relatable outlet. Um, you know, the characters all had insecurities that they had, which I think everyone who's in middle school can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of drama regarding boys and crushes which we definitely can relate to yes <laughs> we and, <laughs> and then you know I think there's there's a lot about learning how to navigate friendships and popularity and sort of the whole idea of wanting to be well liked but you know like like I said just the idea of being popular just to be popular not always because you want to have good friends and stuff like that and so I think like said as even though a lot of it could be uh rather overwrought we definitely found a lot we could relate to in this series we were so obsessed with the books and found so much relatable in fact that we actually assigned the girls in our friend group different characters from the click um so, yeah <laughs> and we used a very very uh thought out and high intensity process to determine this. So uh, Sarah, can you tell us a little about your character? Uh, so my character was Kristen and we were both alike because we both played soccer. Yeah, and uh, I was Claire because in sixth grade, I moved from Florida to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. So, so. We, we clearly put a whole lot of thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes, yeah, so I think, you know, another interesting thing we were talking about sort of as we were planning this out was how this book series was really, really popular when we were in middle school. Yeah. And which was, you know, 15 years ago, 12 years yeah. ago. It was the mid-2000s. The mid-2000s. And so for us, and I think for a lot of kids in our generation, especially girls, you know, we all read this series, we ate it up. Yeah. And in, I think it's been interesting as an adult to notice, you know, this book series isn't anywhere on 
the bookshelves in stores or the libraries. It's not being talked about still. And so despite the fact it was really significant for us, obviously, since we assigned ourselves characters, I think it's interesting sort of that ephemeral nature of YA fiction. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it really described and encapsulated our experience in middle school. Uh, but maybe it's not so relatable today. And so it's interesting how these books to us were so important and they aren't even on anyone's radar at this point. I agree. And I think it's not just the fact that it focused so much on the fashion and pop culture moments of the mid 2000s as it is as well. Being in middle school is a very different experience now than it was then. Um, so I think there's been a lot of change uh, just in how kids grow up and that kind of a thing since when we were in middle school. Um, I also think that for us, these books were a lot like reality TV. They were so high drama <laughs> and all about like fashion and who likes who and um, fights between girls. Uh, and so for us, it was a way to escape. Uh, we knew not to take it too seriously. We knew that it wasn't nice to go around and uh, give other people epic burns um, <laughs> or make fun of them for wearing the same outfit two days in a row. But it was still entertaining for us to read about what if we did get to have these lives where we were extremely wealthy and got to buy designer clothes all the time. And this was also where I learned the names of a lot of designers because I <laughs> bought my clothes at Old Navy, <laughs> much like Claire. <laughs> um, yeah. So before we get into our reread, uh, we wrote down a couple of things we remember from the book. So what I remember is that Claire moved from Florida to New York and Massey was a total bitch to her for most of the book. Yep, and I also, I have a memory of a specific scene in which Claire convinces the pretty committee uh, without Massey, their leader, that her bathing suit was designed by a famous Brazilian designer. And all of them, not wanting to be caught, you know, out of the loop, pretend that they've heard of this designer. And they all are having a great time playing in the pool and then Massey comes up and ruins it and informs them that the bathing suit is from Target. And oh, no. <laughs> this is just shattering. <laughs> How dare we ever wear Target bathing suits? All of I know. the suits are from Target. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, jump into our reread. All right. So the book, it, it starts out with Massey Block, who is the queen bee of the Pretty Committee, learning that Claire Lyons and her family will be moving into the block guest house for the year while they look for a house of their own. Massey and Claire's dads are best friends, and so they assume that their daughters, who are both about to start seventh grade, will also be best friends. Massey starts off on a bad foot by getting weirdly disgusted by the fact that Claire, as she calls her, is wearing overalls and keds during their first meeting. Um, I have worn overalls and keds to a music festival the last two years, uh, so <laughs> don't really, don't really know Massey's thought process there. But um, she and Claire do not get along. Uh, Massey is not about to make friends with this girl, and so later in the day, she goes for a horseback ride on a private trail. 
alone. And I'm sorry, but are her parents not at all worried about her getting lost in the woods or kicked in the head by a horse or getting kidnapped or anything? Like, I, I just don't understand. But uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, While she is out on her private trail ride. She meets a Mr. <laughs> man in a Yankees hat and is immediately smitten. And we learn that his name is Chris Abley. And you're only allowed to say both his names uh, because he's hot. And he's a <laughs> freshman at the boys' private school down the street from her school. Uh, and just a little general reminder, Massey is 12 and in seventh grade. And she has no business dating a high school freshman. But she is going to try it. Absolutely she is. Um, (laughs) so after that rough start, when Massey pretty much tells Claire that there just isn't room in her her clique for a new friend, we meet the rest of the pretty committee. There is Dylan Marvel, who's the redheaded daughter of a talk show host. We also have Alicia Rivera, who is mostly mentioned in conjunction with her C-cup bra size. Very important. Very important. And we have Kristen Gregory, who has strict parents and a secret. These three follow Massey, and they acknowledge her as their alpha, because middle school isn't futile enough. (laughs) Uh, So Massey makes Claire ride in the way back seat of the family Range Rover in the car to school, which is driven by a driver, which uh, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I didn't have a driver growing up, just my dad. Um, Yep just the dad. (laughs) And he makes it very clear to her friends that they are not supposed to like Claire. And so later at the school Starbucks, which I guess is a thing to have your school have a Starbucks, I meet (laughs) Claire with this epic burn. Claire, did I invite you to my barbecue? Massey asks, her neck tilting to the right and her arms tightly crossed. Huh? No, I mean, I don't know, Claire said. Then why are you all up in my grill, Massey said through her teeth. Everyone laughed except Claire. (laughs) Um, We also learned that the girls play a game where if you see somebody wearing Burberry, which is apparently a designer that makes a lot of plaid that was very out in 2004, um, you get to punch them, no questions asked, which I guess is like the punch buggy game. And I thought that was ridiculous for a minute, but then I remembered that in high school, I played the bolder version of this game with my brothers, where um, if you saw a Prius, you got a point, and if you saw a red Prius, you got three points, and if you saw a smart car, you got five points. So I guess this game is actually pretty common. Uh, just depends yep. on who you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess just the Whatever context it is growing up, there's always something where you're punching your friends. Yep, and uh, we happened to live in an area with a lot of Priuses, so that was what my brothers and I used. (laughs) So shortly after uh, this sick burn happens, and we learn about the Burberry No Punchbacks game, the girls go to art class, and we get the first real mean girl moment, and Alicia puts red paint on the butt of Claire's white jeans, so it looks as though Claire has gotten her period. So awful. I was, this was like the most horrifying thing I think I'd ever read when I read this yeah. in sixth grade. I mean, as an adult, it's like, oh no, I, I got my period, a thing that 
everybody with a vagina gets, but yeah. in middle school, I would have been terrified. Absolutely. So after Claire goes to the nurse's office, she gets uh, some clothes from the lost and found is changed. She then goes to the lunchroom and has to make the difficult decision of where to sit down. And eventually she sits down with Lane Abley and her friends who turn out to be possibly the only people in the school who are even remotely nice. Also, um, it's brought up that you can buy a fucking Toblerone in the lunch line. <laughs> and meanwhile, in our hippie town, um, the public schools banned like all forms of sugar. So yeah. we had a salad bar and that was like it because everybody ate like rabbits, uh, including me and Sarah. Yep. Yeah. The salad bar was hot. Popping <laughs> and the organic milk. <laughs> was exactly. The only offering for drinks. Duh. Of course. So then after school, Massey and the Prey Committee decided to hide in the bushes outside of Briarwood Academy which is the boys' school, so that Massey <clears throat> can point out Chris Abley to them. As Aubrey mentioned, Chris Abley's name must always be said, first and last name, uh, a trait that is shared by all attractive men like Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Rutherford B. Hayes, <laughs> the usual. <laughs> the girls have also picked up binoculars for this mission from their school science classrooms, and I seriously wish that we had binoculars in our school science labs in middle school. By labs, do you mean that table with the blacktop with, like, one beaker on it? Exactly. <laughs> I wish there were binoculars in that. <laughs> so, Sarah, this reminds me. Do you remember when we were in eighth grade and we went on a class trip to D.C. and we spent the entire week... Um, taking creeper pictures of the boys we had <laughs> on and also paying each other to take creeper pictures of the boys <laughs> we had crushes on. Sadly, yes, I do remember. Yeah. Um, I would like to issue a blanket apology to every boy I had crush on in middle school. I'm so sorry for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, I should were... probably go back and delete those pictures. Yeah, I'm sure they're lurking somewhere in, like, the deep recesses of my, of my uh, computer, or my, well, back then it was MySpace, so. Kristen also ends up telling the girls that she has to create her own business for her women in the workforce class, which quite honestly sounds like a dope class. Uh, where do I sign up? Yeah, I would love this class. Yeah. Really wish this was offered when we were in middle school. Absolutely. Or high school or college really whenever <laughs> it was probably offered in college but it was probably offered in college definitely but... <laughs> it was offered in middle school where our options were like wood shop and art class and spanish i didn't know we had wood shop as an option yeah i took wood shop in seventh grade huh. i made a car it didn't go very fast impressive not real well... wasn't <laughs> <laughs> After learning about Kristen's class and spying on Chris Abley, uh, Massey's mom decides to invite Claire over for the Pretty Committee's weekly sleepover. And for some reason, Massey's mom doesn't tell Massey that she has invited Claire over. Hmm, I wonder why. Does it have anything yeah. to do with the fact that Massey is a huge bitch to her all the time? Maybe. <laughs> and 
during this particular sleepover, the girls are getting set up for a charity auction of last season clothing um, that they're selling for the scholarship fund for their school, which is Octavian Country Day, which they call OCD. Cool. <laughs> yep. In general, the pretty committee act like total snobs to Claire during this entire sleepover and mock her and exclude her. They also play Would You Rather, which presents us with this week's Would You Rather question. So, Aubrey, would you rather be a friendless loser or someone with a lot of friends who secretly hate you? I'm going to say I would definitely rather be a friendless loser. Um, I, Speaking of OCD, I have social anxiety, and so I spend a lot of time thinking that people hate me in general, so I'd rather just have to get to take that part out of the equation. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? Yeah, I think, you know, at least if you're a friendless loser, you know where you stand. If you're someone and you think you have a lot of friends, but they all actually hate you, uh, that's that your re- reality is just completely false. So I think I'd uh, stick with the former, even though they're both pretty depressing options. I think you're still, you're very alone in both options, but in one of them, you're exactly. not in denial. Exactly. Great. So following this disastrous sleepover, uh, Massey meets her crush, Chris Abley, on the trails again, horseback riding, and she learns that his young, uh, uh, younger sister is none other than Lane, the only girl that Claire has befriended and who has been nice to Claire. Uh, Lane is considered to be extremely lame by the pretty committee for a whole host of reasons. But Massey decides to befriend her, uh, air quotes around that befriend there, and begins hanging out with her all in an effort to impress her hot older brother. And Claire then becomes angry because Lane ditches Claire to hang out with Massey. Again, there's a lot of popularity dynamics going on here. And so Claire figures out a way to get back at Massey and the rest of the pretty committee. So Massey takes a walk with her father and her pug, whose name is Bean, over the grounds of their estate, very Jane Austen every evening for about half an hour. Claire takes advantage of this time and begins messaging the pretty committee from Massey's IM account on Massey's computer. So she misleads them in a lot of ways, um, including uh, I think the first thing she does is tell Alicia to tell Kristen and Dylan that they should wear shorts over tights with t-shirts, which is a massive fashion don't. And also another thing that I have done very recently. She tells Dylan that her legs are fat, which, oof, not, oh, not good to stoop to that level, Claire. She also tells the girls, as Massey, that she now loves Claire, which leads to nicer treatments. Um, Alicia ends up giving her an old cell phone of her dad's and takes her on a shopping spree. She also trades some secrets with Kristen. Uh, so Claire, again, as Massey, Uh, tells her that she's been hanging out with Lane and gets Kristen to reveal her big secret, which is that her family is now poor and she's on a scholarship at OCD, which is major news at a school where everybody is so wealthy that they literally have a Starbucks in their lobby. (laughs) Massey ends up completely bewildered as her friends commit fashion faux pas and act like Claire is suddenly a new best friend. Eventually, she figures out what has happened, and she and the pretty committee orchestrate the devastating secret five-way phone call that outs Claire for her devious behavior. 
Uh, it's pretty much Mean Girls, but in a book. Yep. And Claire is once again miserable. Eventually, she and Lane do forgive each other for battling over Massey yeah. and ditching each other for a fake friend. <laughs> the seventh grade class then goes on a field trip to um, watch a screening or be there for to see the studio for All My Children, which is just a, <laughs> a very bizarre field trip for a seventh grade class that I can't quite wrap my head around. Um, I remember going on field trips to the local swamp when I lived in Florida to look at all the wildlife. <laughs> so I don't quite know what we're doing at a, at a filming of a soap opera, but okay. Um, but on the bus there, the pretty committee decides to start hawking their wares for Kristen's women in the workforce class. Uh, Kristen has created a makeup line called Glambition and they decide to start by selling homemade lip gloss made from a recipe they found online. After about half a second, um, half the class starts to have allergic reactions to the lip gloss because they use <laughs> almond oil, which as you're likely aware is something that quite a few people are allergic to. Um, on the bus, Claire receives a text from an, on, uh, from an unknown number saying that oatmeal works to soothe swelling. And luckily, protein-enriched oatmeal is Lane Abley's current food obsession. So Claire and Lane are able to distribute it to the hysterical class and save the day. And at the end of the trip, Kristen reveals that she's glad that she's actually revealed to Claire that her family is poor instead of Massey, because Claire is the only other middle-class person in this entire crazy school. So she actually <laughs> does understand what Kristen's going through. Yeah. I'd just like to give a shout out to Lisey Harrison for this scene because it's reminded me many a time not to trust the internet when it comes to beauty secrets. Yeah, that's uh, a good call. There's a lot of crazy stuff out there and I can always just think, man, remember when Kristen tried to start out Glambition? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then as we approach the big finale, Massey's parents throw a party during which they host that clothing auction uh, to benefit the poor students of OCD and create scholarships. Uh, Claire gets some revenge. Uh, she first is able to reveal that Chris Abley has a girlfriend, which is horribly embarrassing for Massey. So still Still thinks that as a 12-year-old, she can date a high school freshman. And uh, also... Claire auctions off the very expensive outfit that Alicia had bought for her. She proceeds to buy it back and then toss it in Alicia's face, uh, which is very dramatic. As the night continues, uh, Massey's dad and Claire's dad both drink a little too much, and they get on stage and start singing. Uh, Claire hides in the bushes, sends Massey a text to do the same when their dads start calling for the families to join on stage. And so Claire and Massey end up hanging out in the bushes together and free from the usual bullshit of middle school, actually have a fun time eating gummies, talking about the things they love. Massey uh, made a big stink earlier in the book about how she does not eat gummies. So, so this is a big bonding moment. And while it's not the moment they met, it is the first moment that they're actually genuine with each other. Uh, which reminds me of how we met in the sixth grade. <laughs> and I remember it was sixth grade language arts. And I remember that class. <laughs> yeah. And Aubrey had just moved. And so, of course, there was the usual like, oh, teacher has 
you know, said like, hey, this is our new student from Florida. And I remember looking and being like, she looks nice, getting up the courage at the end of class to go over and be like, hey, if you want to come sit with us at lunch, you can. And, and I did. <laughs> and she did. And I remember feeling like, okay, hopefully she doesn't think I'm weird, but I want to reach out because she looks really nice. And here we are. Yeah, the fact that it's been 15 years and I'm hosting a podcast with you. (laughs) (laughs) It worked out. There's definitely times when I think you're weird, but (laughs) it's true. That's fair. The type of weird that I am. So (laughs) Uh, I remember that. And I remember that lunch we talked about breeds of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) The important stuff. The very important stuff. All right, so, <laughs> so at the end of the book, Massey writes her State of the Union, which is her version of a journal entry. So she lists what's in and what's out in her life at that very moment in time. And she puts that what's in is Mothers, the cute boy she saw on the dance floor with dorky loafers. And what's out is Fathers, after her dad has uh, gotten up and sung 99 bottles of beer on the wall in front of a party and stably <laughs> is also out um she puts claire in both columns and ends up deciding to make a wait and see section specifically for her so sarah what is your state of the union this week uh in is reading ya <laughs> out being ashamed of reading ya I what would, about you i would agree very much with that statement um i'm gonna say that What's in is wearing a face mask when you're in public. Yes. And what's out is trying to publicly shame a Costco employee for making you wear a mask in public. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which would mean that Tyson, the Costco employee, is also very much in. Shout out to Tyson. (laughs) You put up with a lot. We're sorry. We're sorry. And we uh, thank you for your service. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So up next... Uh, Next week, we will be reading Best Friends for Never, the second book in the Click series, where uh, apparently Massey throws a Halloween party, and then I think she meets her new crush. I don't really remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Until next time, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LBR Club Podcast. And while you're there, tell us whether you would rather be a friendless loser or have a ton of friends who secretly hate you. Absolutely. You can also send us an email at lbrclubpodcast at gmail.com and TTYL. TTYL, guys. Um, (laughs) I just would like to mention that in the notes, apparently, I wrote, where the fuck is my pizza? It's been an hour and I'm really hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming this was when we were drinking a lot of margaritas. (laughs) No, actually, this was earlier in the week when I ordered pizza. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, I wanted pizza when I was drinking margaritas. Oh yeah, that's true.